Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio, Central Texas. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go. At Majel's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. You're listening to Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer right now on on TPV Radio. It is now time for Brother Don Presents and Pastor Gene Homer. What's good, radio family? You are now tuned in to another ministering moment with, with Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer. And we pray that you've been holding up well through all of this. We pray that you have been safe and that you've been getting fed spiritually.
spiritually as well as naturally during these times. You know, family, we're we're in some trying times here. And I think for those that try to exercise faith and those that try to walk in faith, these are some very trying times that we're enduring. And that's why we feel here at Brother Don Presents, me and Pastor Homer, we, we just feel the foundation of teaching that we're bringing forth will help you in this process in this time. You know, family, it's, it's really something, you know, when you, when you look outside your window. You know, this is stuff that you used to just hear about or speculate about, but now some of this stuff is so real. It's right outside your window, and we need to band together in faith, true faith, to get through these times. We really do, family. And I'm just calling out, a clearing call out to those that are here to, to start stepping up a little bit in your faith. Start ministering to others. You know, time is getting short. And we need to spread this gospel. We need to, to take it to heart and spread this gospel. And basically get up off the couch and get going. And really get going. Well, that was my little opening. I'm not going to take a long time because uh, I really want to dive into what we got for you today. But first and foremost, I'd like to give my shout-out. As always, family, I have to give a shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because, you know, he makes all of this possible. He makes everything possible. You know, at one time, I would have never thought I would be before you, family, bringing the word. But he cleaned me up, turned me around, and here I am today. So nothing that I do is apart from him. And I want to give a shout-out to my wonderful wife and all that she does in supporting the ministry and me and the family. Just an awesome woman of God i like to thank God for. And also TPV Ministry with Pastor Chris and First Lady Newton and allowing Brother Don and Pastor Gene to be part of the family, to be part of the vision and what God is doing in this season of their life and the ministry, and I just, I'm just so thankful for them. And also my children. I can't forget them. They've been true blessing to me, true blessing to me, and I'm just thankful that God allowed me to be their father in this season of my life and their life. And also the radio bishop himself, Willie Horn, KBRG, the bridge and the brew crew. I want to give a shout-out to them guys that, are just steadfast in ministering the word every morning. They're just awesome men of God. You can find them out on 365 Live also. They are out there every morning, the brew crew coming out of California. Just awesome, awesome men of God. And I also want to give a special shout-out to the the Borden-Middleton family um, that we continue to uplift them for peace and strength as they they uh, they lost a sister. Um, husband and wife actually passed away, and it was just really something. So just family, in your prayer time, just kind of keep them lifted in prayer. The Borden Middleton family, as we as we go forward. But that's all my shout out. Um, sis, you got any that you would like to bring forth? I know Pastor Gene is out there. Can you hear me, Pastor Gene? 
Hey, man, I knew she was experiencing some technical difficulties, family. But um, we'll go ahead and dive in. We'll let her. We'll let her catch up. She's uh, an awesome woman of God, and, and and she doesn't she doesn't need a lot of room to catch up like I do. So, hey, man. Well, family, if you know, we've been for the better part of the last couple months, we've been discussing repentance. And and I think it was a timely word. I think God had really set a tone for a timely word to be put in the earth and repented. And it really didn't have nothing to do at the time when we started this with the COVID-19 epidemic that was out there. It really didn't have nothing to do with that. That was just the word that we felt the Lord wanted in the earth is repentance, you know, because we're going to, we're going to see a lot of this stuff going on. We're going to see a lot of things happening. And for in order for us to get to the place where we need to be and position ourselves, repentance is very, very necessary. Very, very necessary. So that's what we've been at the last couple of um, months, just really, really bringing repentance to the forefront, really discussing and explaining what repentance is. We started out in Psalms 51. If you get an opportunity, go back to the website, look at some of the archive shows on repentance where we started, and uh, read the uh, um, reread the um, chapter 51, and I think it'll give you a good snapshot of what repentance is and we discussed the life of Saul in First Kings also, and that'll give you a, a good snapshot of what repentance is. Well, Pastor Jean just contacted me. You out there, Pastor Jean? Yes, I am. I'm sorry about that. I'm here. Oh, you fine. Um, before we go any further, we get deep in this. You got any shout outs or anything you'd like to bring forth? You know, I most certainly do. Of course, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, just so grateful to him for his keeping power and his ability to love us in spite of. And and, and also, I'd like to just uh, shout out to Pastor Chris and Nisi. I love you guys with all my heart. I'm so grateful to you. I'm grateful to God for your vision. I can just see it coming to pass, especially for, for such a time as this. And um, also for my family, the ones, my family that continuously support me and lift me up, my husband, my children, grands, great-grands, and also for my dear brother who continues to push me, push me and, 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 um, and, and really affirm me and affirm the calling of God upon my life. And I just like to thank God for him and acknowledge him and his family today. And also the family that the families that are out there that have lost loved ones to whatever, uh, we just continue to lift you up and embrace you in prayer, and let you know that God is faithful and God will be with you, God will heal you, and God will console you during these times. Amen. 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 Yeah, we. Uh, I just kind of opened up. Um, I'm sure you were listening. You probably couldn't respond. Um, kind of backtracking about, you know, the, the study, this lesson on repentance. And, you know, sis, this thing, when we first started out, 
you know, I really didn't know how deep it was, really, to be honest with you. Just I didn't have any conception of what God would do with me and change my life during this time. Amen. And I must say that it has enriched my walk. And, and, and I was kind of um, reaching out to the family this morning to go back and listen to some of those earlier lessons that we had. Because it really, really is a transformational time. And I'm understanding, you know, how sometimes we'll go, we want to get those deep nuggets. You know, we always aspire to get those deep revelational nuggets. But some of the most transformational things are in the foundational things of of Christ. The foundational things that we go. So, you know, repentance, it, it really, when we started this lesson, I didn't know what type of impact it would have on my life, but it really has not only made me uh, um, a, a better disciple for Christ, it's made me a better man, father, husband, uh, co-worker, you know, because I don't look through the same set of eyes that I once did. And I think that that is the thing that God wanted us to bring out in this word, um, this repentance is that he he wants us to be transformed into something that um, that he can better use. Not saying we weren't usable, but now I feel like I'm better equipped to move forward in some of the things that he gives me now, as opposed as I was before this this lesson. So it's it's had a great impact on my life, and I found myself even ministering this word repentance to others that I encounter, you know, that, that are in the faith and aren't in the faith. And that's the thing about this word, sis, is it it carries over. Whether you saved or unsaved, it, it carries over. You know, repentance is important. For the unsaved, yeah. it introduces you to Christ. For yeah. those that are saved, it constantly gives puts us in a position to know that we, we can't do it ourselves. We need a Savior. Amen. So... You know, it's really been very, very impactful for me. Um, you know, I'm just being kind of transparent here because, you know, I want the family to see that it's just not us up here teaching and pounding and trying to beat up. You know, we walk through this thing right along with you, family. We we Amen. walk right along with you through these teachings. And it isn't something that I have to say that, you know, I just totally 100% got, have a hold of it. It's one of those things where God will give me and he'll say, this is where I want you to go. And he takes me through it along with you, family, as, as, as we go through this word. Each week that we bring this word through you to you, you know, I've experienced something in that week that better showed me what repentance is and some of the things that I didn't even know that were in there that were just buried deep down in there that I have suppressed. Over the years, God allowed me to see that, and it was sinful, you know, and it, it, it was. It, it was sinful, and it, and it put a, a, a strain on, on, on my relationship with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is because the standard, God's standard is his standard. He's not going to bend it for Brother Don presents what I do, how well I do it. His standard is his standard. Anything outside of his standard, he calls sin. And we're going to touch on some things here in a minute, but um, I want to I want to get your 
your your your take, sis, on on really up to this point, how have you been impacted by these lessons on repentance? Amen, brother. You know, when we began the teaching, I thought I had a hold to repentance, and uh, uh, I I did to a degree. But since we've been teaching on it, God has really uh, taught me a whole nother level. You know, taught taught me the different degrees of repentance, and Amen. so uh, it, it and it's challenging me even the more because in the beginning, you know, if I saw that there was sin and I understood that what I had what I had done was sin, I had no problem repenting. But you know, it's like God has shown me uh, uh, the relationship and how repentance works in uh, a relationship with Him. Whereas before, mm-hmm. my repentance was at the level of service because right. I served him and, 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 and there was sin. So you repented because of your service to the Lord. But now God is saying, I want to develop my relationship with you to another level. So I want you to repent because you, I'm teaching you to repent because you love me. And Amen. because you don't want me to, you you do not want anything, and you refuse to allow anything to separate you from my from your relationship with me, your growth and my divine will for you. So you're you you. So now I'm seeing it as something that God has given me for mm-hmm. me to continuously uh, grow in my calling, grow in my relationship, and. And, and being developed to the point that God can use me uh, in miraculous ways, that, that I can be part of that the end time gathering of God where, I'm sorry, hold on. The, the end time gathering of God where God is going to bring forth his army. And it's right. an army that, that, uh, that, that's willing to uh, deal with anything that would try to separate them from the mm-hmm. presence of God and the spirit of God. So that's a wonderful thing for me. You know, that's a wonderful enlightenment, you know, and that's where God is wanting to take us into a place where we are willing to attack anything that's trying Amen. to separate us from the presence of God. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I found a level of strength from this teaching that I've never had before. I found a level of strength. I've gained a level of faith, you know, where things used to really bother me and things used to get at me. They, they really don't anymore. And I'm, and I'm understanding that, that, that scripture where, you know, uh, we covered it last time we got together was, um, um, God gives more grace to those that are humble. Amen. He gives more grace to those that are humble, and He opposes the uh, the proud. So once I got to that point where I could find myself um, hanging on to this this repentance and understanding what it is, I I, I garnered more strength. And I am just so excited that, that he's allowed us to, to go through this lesson in this season. Because, you know, I, I do want to say this, and, and me and you talked about it um, 
offline quite a few times. And the reason a lot of believers don't embrace or accept and a lot of leaders don't teach and preach on repentance is because for some reason they have the notion that repentance is a dirty word. It's like almost like, well, if you've got to repent, you must have been messing up. If you if you if you gotta ask for repentance, you 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 must not be who you say you are. But it has nothing to do with that family. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Because we all have certain things that we uh, we gravitate towards that we may we may think you know okay well I know I need to grow in this area but it it is sinful. I'm just I'm just telling you you know if. if if you're on the job and your boss uh, makes you angry and you're just looking at him smiling and thinking that how many ways you could choke slam him to the ground, well, you know, you, that's a simple point. Even though you didn't carry the action out, the thought that was in your heart is what God examines. And now you're going to hear me reference my one of my new reference scriptures is Jeremiah 17 and 9. For the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? You don't know your heart like you think you do. You do not know your heart like you think you do. The only person that knows your heart is God. That is the only person that can know your heart is God. And in Jeremiah 17 and 9, he tells us, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And in verse 10 In Jeremiah chapter 17, he says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reign, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit, fruit of his doing. And you notice another thing, sis, that I understand is um, how repentance is almost like a pruning, a way that we can produce the fruit that's necessary in our lives. Amen. You know, because if we're not producing fruit, then what are we? What good are we? And I recall a lesson that you and I taught and and it was um it was a while back and we were in the, the scripture where Jesus cursed the fig tree where he when he seen the tree from afar it looked like it was fruitful. It looked like it was ready to partake of. But as he approached the tree, there was nothing there. And he cursed it. And that's when I when I was reading that uh the other day, that you reminded I was reminded of your 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 ministering on that, that he he's gonna give us according to the ways and according to the fruit of um of his doing. You know, whoever, I mean, we don't get in that position where we can understand the thing repentance. We'll, we'll get in a religious aspect of what it is, and we'll allow strongholds to remain on our life. And that is my cry out to you, family, is that you really get this, that we can start breaking some of these strongholds. We can start breaking some of these things that are plaguing the body of Christ, plaguing you that you don't seem like you're victorious or you can't live in victory. That's not the way it was designed. You were designed and built and put here to live in victory. I didn't say it would make it easy, 
but to live in victory. So, you know, sister, and that's one of the things I wanted to bring out is how, um, you know, people have made repentance like a bad word, like it's a, a bad place to be if you have to go back and you call yourself saved and you got to ask, you got to repent to the Lord. They act like that's just a terrible thing. Enlighten the family a little bit about what we and you talked about, that word, repentance. And it's, it's not a bad word. It's not a dirty word like some of the leaders have, have made it out to be. But it is truly a word that we need. Amen? Amen. You know, brother, the thing that I am I found this week in my, in, in my study of repentance is that there are actually three different types of repentance. Amen. Uh, and 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 I I think I knew that, but I really didn't comprehend it. But you know, uh, the first level of repentance is, I mean, you know, it, you don't even have to be saved to repent. It, and and we we've, we've done that. We've done that before we came to know the Lord. If if for, if for example we did something and we realized afterwards that it had an impact or a negative effect on someone else that we care for. Amen. And and they and, and we found out or it was exposed to us that what we did was an offense or uh, mm-hmm. it was harmful to the other person. We would go to them and say, I'm so sorry. I am really yeah. sorry. And, yeah. and, and so that is one form of repentance. Amen. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. God is not involved in that. That's just flesh to flesh. I'm sorry Amen. I hurt you. I'm sorry. Most of the time it was, I'm sorry I got caught. But. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. that it, what I did, my actions affected you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Then there's another, a legalistic type of repentance. And that's what you see when someone has been tried in a court of law, they mm-hmm. were guilty, and then they give them the opportunity to go to the person or the people that were harmed, and they say, I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry right. that I took the life of your son or your daughter, but mm-hmm. but now they're basically saying they're sorry because they have to face the consequences of what they did. Mm. That's a form of repentance, also, right? Mm. But the the repentance that and, and and I think that somehow we have all three of them kind of intertwined, and and you know, and, and we're not understanding the repentance that. That God requires Amen mm-hmm. right, So a right, lot of right. times that's what you're finding in the church A lot of times when people come and they repent They're repenting because they got caught Or they're repenting because They can see how it affected Someone else You know that the, the, the whatever they did Affected or hurt or wounded Someone that they love Or yeah. someone that they betrayed And so now they're having to deal with the consequences Of what they've done They've done but when God says that we need to repent, it's a whole nother level of repentance. Amen. 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 So I think when we approach God, we're when we're approaching repentance as the body of Christ, we still have essence of the other two definitions there with us, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times now when we're repenting in the church because we don't really have a true knowledge of it, we're mm-hmm. repenting because we got caught and we were guilty. And now we don't know what the consequences of our guilt will be if the people are going to stop fellowshipping with us or if they're not going to like us as much as it. But we feel the guilt still is what I'm saying. We've not released the guilt. 
So, but we want to relieve the pressure. <laughs> not, you understand? So yeah. now we're we're willing to do whatever we need to do in order to make that thing right. That's mm-hmm. not the that's not the, the repentance that God is requiring. Right. And but you know the repentance that God requires, brother, it brings forth fruit. That's right. The the first two types of forms of repentance doesn't necessarily bring forth any fruit. Mhm. Mhm. Can you see that? It's yes, just ma'am. like making an appeasement, or it's like like I tell people, it's like a rollade. You just wanna you just wanna relieve everything for a moment, so you can go back and do what you were doing. Right, right, right. Amen. But Amen. but the type of repentance that God is requiring that involves God causes us to change, have a hatred for that, have godly sorrow because we realize what we did was against God, not man. Amen. Mm-hmm. And then Amen. out of that place, the Spirit of the Lord helps you to turn and go in the other direction, which is towards God. Because the sin that you were giving to was taking you in the opposite direction of God. But the mm-hmm. power of this repentance with godly sorrow causes you to be made right with God again, made in right standing with God again. Any separation that came because of that sin is now null and void. You're right back to where, where you were before you sinned before the Lord. Amen? Amen. So that's what I'm saying. This type of repentance, and the Bible says it produces fruit. Yes. This type of repentance with godly sorrow because you sinned against God. You sinned against the lover of your soul. You sinned mm. against your spiritual creator, your husband, because you're a bride. Amen? Amen. You sinned against Everything that you confess when you say it's a sinner's prayer. Now what you've done is gone against that covenant that you made. So you realize this. Amen? So Amen. now you're, you're, you have godly sorrow because of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you, you're relenting, meaning you want to stop doing what you were doing. Right. Amen. And you Amen. acknowledge you don't justify it. You take the responsibility for it, for it out of that place of realizing that you've offended God. Mm. And so, mm. they, see, that's what we, we don't have that realization. We don't have yeah. that revelation. And so uh, that's we have a mixture there. We have yeah. that mixture of, all right, I'm guilty. I got caught. Everybody know I was wrong. I'm sorry. Amen. Uh, oh mm-hmm. my God, I'm so sorry. I hurt your feelings. It's none of that. Mm. It's none of that. This is between you and your Creator because you made your confession that you will serve Him, that you're siding with Him, with His uh, kingdom, that you're going to uh, let go of the things that you desire from the world, and now you're devoted to Him. Amen. Mm. Now you're walking in union and communion and relationship with him. Mm. That you're a believer by faith in his word. That you're going to live your life according to his standards. Amen? So when you go back to the sin that he delivered you from, then you've sinned against the the agreement that you've made with him. Mm. Amen? Amen. And he made his covenant with us it was a blood covenant. Amen? Yes. Amen. And so our sin and our art is with him when we've accepted that. 
So we need that revelation, brother, because, you know, what? this week when God began to show that to me, you know what, I, it, it, it took me to a whole nother place in the spirit. And it, 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 and you know what, resi- what came out of me? It's a prize worth fighting for. Ooh, so good. repentance, I have no problem repenting because what God has done for me is worth fighting for. So it's mm. a fight. It's a fight because we're still in the flesh. And the flesh is constantly wanting to go back to the things that God set us free of, brother. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when that, when that, when we're tempted to go back, and we're familiar with that because we were that. Right. Amen. So, so, so especially in times like this, when people are giving the fear, people wake up from day to day, they don't know what's happening. The whole world is changing. I mean, you know, of course you're tempted to go back to what you used to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, let's mm-hmm. look at Peter. Let's look at Peter, the disciple that walked on water. Yes. Amen. When Amen. Jesus went to the cross, Peter will say, I'm going fishing. I'm going back to fishing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So when we're when we're pressed, and every day you wake up, you're pressed, and that tomorrow comes and you're pressed, and you're almost afraid to turn on the news because you don't know. Okay, what happened last night? Oh my God! So, so, so you know, it it, it tempts us to give to the fear. It tempts us to rail and complain like the world. You, yep. you understand? Yep. And those yep. are those are sin. That is exactly. sin because faith is faith is not in operation when we use our mouth to do that. As a matter of fact, the fear is coming to destroy faith, and you have to Amen. use words strong like that. Amen. Fear Amen. and faith can't operate together. One will take if you operate in fear. There's a scripture in the Bible that says sin is infectious. But righteousness is not. So it doesn't, you don't have to give to a whole bowl of sin. You can have a sinful thought. You can say, you can let words come out of your mouth. God said it's sin when we don't speak by the Spirit of God because we'll be judged for all those idle words. Wow. Amen. So, uh, help me, Jesus. So, this is the revelation that I got this week. My relationship with the Lord and what the, what God is doing in my life is worth fighting for. So mm-hmm. if I if I need to humble myself and allow Him to show me sin where sin is hiding in me, that's an enemy and it's a hindrance to the army of God and my relationship with God. So God, show me, show me. And you know what else I realized this brother this week, brother, that okay. even though God shows me, I still have to repent and that's trust right. Him to deliver me. That is correct. That is awesome. That's a great point. And I was going to have you read this. This You, you got your passion translation? Andy? I sure do. Yes, sir. You know, sis, I'm going to tell you, when I read this scripture out of that translation, it really set something deep down inside of me. You know, because a lot of times, and this is where I was, and I hope you can, some of you family can identify with this. This is where I was. It wasn't that my actions, and, and I love the way my sister brought that out about thoughts. It wasn't one of my actions that was the issue. It was my thoughts that was the issue. Because, see, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to just be honest with you, family. I was like this. I had a sense of spiritual pride in me that was so deep-rooted if you do something to me, oh, God going to get you. 
Yeah, you can't mess with me, and, 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 and God's going to get you. And I would look for that individual, something to happen, just for what they said to me or what they did to me, tried to hurt me. So, and, and the Lord told me to go to, go to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 13 in the Hebrew translation. And since this just blew my shots completely off, and I had to say, Lord, I am so sorry. I repent for that. And I'm still working on some of those issues and some of those thoughts, you know, because a lot of time we look at the actions, the manifestation of what we've been thinking and what we've been harboring. But a lot of times, family, it, it's in our thought process. It, it, it's, it, we are sinful in our very thought process to a lot of things. I, have you got it yet, sis? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. Pastor Jean. Yes, I have it here. And this is it's coming from the passion interpretation, right? Yeah, right, right. Okay. Okay, here we go. Hebrews four and thirteen. It says there is not one person who can hide their thoughts from God. For nothing that we do remains a secret, and nothing created is concealed but everything is exposed and defenseless before his eyes, to whom we must render an account. Mm. Wow. Wow. You know, that that hit me like a sledgehammer. That scripture this week hit me like a sledgehammer. Because, you know, those are the little things, sis, that we, we have to understand and and I think that as those that are in the faith that have been walking a while you know all the time it isn't what you do it, it could be as much as little as what you think and God knows you know and and a lot of times we we dismiss that you know because we feel like well we didn't carry it out so it can't be that bad we we didn't we didn't actually do the act, so it can't be that bad. But Jesus even said, look, men, if you lust at a woman in your heart, you've already committed adultery. You don't have to necessarily lay down with her to commit adultery. If you just let it be in your heart, then you've already did that. And this is some of the things, and, and I love you brought that out, sis, that, you know, there's so much that we have buried deep down inside of us. There's so it's almost like a vault of, of junk and garbage that, that's deep in there. And if we don't allow God to try our hearts, if we don't open up to see the things that we need to bring before the altar, then we'll get lost in translation. We'll we'll just stay in that place of being defeated and, and I love how you said being in warfare longer than what we should because we don't want to let some of this stuff go because we think some of this stuff is what identifies us, what makes us, what keeps us going. It's our fuel for life when the only thing that we need to have motivating us and fuel for life is Jesus Christ. That's and, you know, and you know, brother, you know what God showed me also this week? When we hold on to that, that those things cause us to form our own opinions. 
Amen. Mm. When Amen. I have, when I'm bitter with someone, and I and I and I I just take those I muddle those thoughts over and over and over in my mind. That's unfulfilled revenge. Right. right. Unfulfilled revenge. I want to have. I want to revenge myself. I mm. want to see something bad happen to them so that right. I can feel better. Amen. Right, and right, if right. nothing, and 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 it's a and and it and it controls me. Amen. Because Amen. I I take that thing over. I ponder it. I ponder it. I ponder what they said. I ponder what I said. I ponder what they did. I, I'm it's it's wasting time that I could be devoted devoting into learning the ways of God. Amen. Mm-hmm. And and Amen. you'll find that it'll even infiltrate your prayer time. You mm-hmm. might go and attempt to pray, but somehow it'll creep into your prayer. Mm-hmm. And you'll find yourself meditating on that more than meditating on the word of God or what God is saying. And so that's sin. Bitterness in your heart is sin. And, un- and and to want to get revenge for something that was done for you says there's unforgiveness there. Amen? And Amen. you're judging. And God says that if we judge, then he will have to judge us. Amen? So Amen. That's, that's infection. That's sin. It says sin is infectious. But the most dangerous thing, brother, is it causes you to compromise. Because when you stay in that Amen. condition you know what you do. You begin to form your own standard of righteousness. Right. We see religious people do it all the time. They can pick you apart. They can mm-hmm. pick everything wrong with you, but they see nothing wrong with them. Mm. Nothing is wrong with them. And if they if they slip up, it's your fault. Right. Because right. they've analyzed you and they're judging you continuously. Yeah, I mean, husband and wives do it all the time. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. understand? I mean, you know, you 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 have one that's not letting God deal with their hearts, right? So all the mm-hmm. problems they have in the marriage is because of the other person. Right, 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 right. They see nothing that they need to submit to, nothing that they need to repent for. Amen. And right, you know, right. and, and you know, and I tell people all the time, you know, both of you when you got married weren't saved. Amen. Right, so right, now right. you're trying to live saved, but it's all her fault or it's all his fault. How can that be? Huh. Wow. How can that be? Amen. If you if you say you love the Lord, you know what, brother? We need to act like we love the Lord. Say it again. But but I'm telling you, when we allow that sin to come and and reside within us, we begin to compromise the truth. And then we ourselves decide what's right and what's wrong. Wow. That's the great compromise. And, you know, the enemy sets and he waits for that opportunity mm-hmm. to pounce upon us. And then after, after, after we, we stay there a while, you can, you can tell. You can judge yourself because you're jealous, you're envy-hearted. You see God using other people. You compare yourself to them. You cut them apart. Well, they didn't this and they didn't that and they didn't that and they don't know that and they didn't that. Not, 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 not. But God is using them. Right, right, right. So there, there's something that God is trying to say to you. God is not going to tolerate sin in the kingdom. It's been kicked out before. 
And that was the last and final time. When he kicked Satan out of the kingdom, amen, amen. Not, it's, it's, it's a done deal. It won't be able to, you won't be, God is not going to compromise with our sin, no matter who we are. And when we when we live out of our mind, that's not a relationship. That's the worst relationship you could have. That's right. When you're trying to have a relationship with somebody else, and you're living out of the thoughts of your mind. Mm. Mm. Wow. 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 And, and, and you know that excellent point that you put on. You put on top of that excellent point, you know. But family, we didn't give you a lot to chew on to 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 really <laughs> get. So we're gonna take a short break and don't go nowhere, family. We're gonna get into this thing. We're gonna dive back into it. We're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back. Don't move a muscle, as Psalmist says. Stay right there. Stay locked in, and we'll get right back. You're listening to Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer right now on on Radio. Hey, what's going on, home team? This is your boy Gino Worldwide, Pastor Gino, man of Free Wave Radio, Generation Now Church in Murfreesboro. Hey, you are now listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. tell y'all something, man. Man, I'm not going to let these material things get in my way, y'all. I'm trying to get somewhere. (laughs) I'm trying to get somewhere that's real and pure and true and eternal. Toby, can you go with your boy? Father God, I am clay in your hands. Help me to stay that way through all life's demands. Cause they chip and they nag and they pull at me. And every little thing I make up my mind to be. Like I'm going to be a daddy who's in the mix. I'ma be a husband who stays legit And I pray that I'm an artist who rises above The road that is wide and filled with self-love Everything that I see draws me Though it's only in you that I can truly see That it's a piece for the eyes, a low blow to purpose And I'm a little kid at a three-ring circus Say they think that it's you, but they don't know that who you are is not what you do. True, we get it twisted when we peek at the charts. Yo, before we part from the start, where's your heart? You a pimp? Hustler, tell me what's your title. America has normal stars, now we call them idols. You said idols, while we teach prosperity. The first thing to prosper should be inside me. Not because of 22 is on the range, but Christ came in range. We said yes, now we change. Not the same, even though I met a fall. Since I got that call, no more saw, now I'm all. Yep.
This is for the question marks This is for the outcast So lost control No one knows Sing it for the can't go back Sing it for the broken past Sing it for the just found out Life is now upside down If you're looking for hope Christian radio quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer right now on Radio.
It is now time for Brother Don Presents and Pastor Gene Homer. Welcome back, family. We are back with you once again. We've been getting it in this morning or this afternoon. I'm sorry. We've been getting it in. We've been putting the this thing together, you know, and, and that's the thing when it comes to some of the teachings and the things of God, you know, you, you don't get it all at once, you know, you, you you get what you need for the time and then when he decides, he puts it all together and he's been putting it together today. Well, family, we got a lot of show left and we would love to hear from you. We would love for you to call in and just give us your take or what this lesson has done for you if you've been following along and and kind of sharing your thoughts and ideas and revelation that God has given you. And if you're listening live, we encourage you to call in at 515-605-9873. That's 505-605-9873. And we will promptly get you on to hear um, what, you know, your take is, or if you just want to come by to bless us, we, we would love that also. We, 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 we like to be encouraged as well to know that we are reaching and what God is doing through us is being impactful for those that are listening. So that's 515 now you know, sis, I was I was looking over the lessons, you know, because I often review what we have gone over, and you know, there is so much power in repentance, and I think the 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 thing that I really took away from what we've been teaching and ministering on, and what God has been ministering to me, part of the power of repentance is it allows you to live a lifestyle of humility. And that is what, when you get to that point where you can receive that, then you're walking in, you're on your way to walking in victory. And, you know, I've heard people say, people ask me, well, what does a lifestyle of a person that walks in humility, that walks in repentance, what does that look like? Or what, what does that say? Now, first and foremost, if I hope you've been gleaning this, it reveals a humble heart. It reveals a humble heart. See, God wants our heart so humble or humble enough to acknowledge that when we are wrong, that we're humble enough to heed to the counsel of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, sis, that's one thing that I think that people are, you know, Pastor Chris has been teaching about the Holy Spirit, but I think that's one Thing people aren't grabbing a hold to when the Holy Spirit is looking to counsel them in these areas to show them where they need to repent, show them what they need to clean up. But rather, you know, I see a lot of people just bearing their wrongdoings and their emotions in disregard. And, and you touched on that right before the break, how it breeds bitterness. 
And then once you allow that bitterness to take root in your life, then you're headed for a downward spiral, plain and simple. It's just you can't overcome that by yourself. Trust me, family, you can't. If you allow bitterness to run through your life, you cannot overcome that yourself. And that's why it's important to, to really seek the leading of the Holy Spirit to show you some of these things. See, because when we do that, we're showing God that we are sincere in our integrity and our walk and how much we really truly need him, you know, because that's the demonstration that we always want to have is that we want to demonstrate we we can't do anything without him. We can't. And that's what that demonstrates. It demonstrates that when we allow the Holy Spirit to prompt us and lead us, when we are shown these things that are against the word of God, that we can repent to keep that relationship, to deepen that relationship, or maybe to repair that relationship, that we can be who we purpose to be in Christ. Plain and simple, family. If you're listening today and and, and with all of this what's going on, you moved away from the church for whatever reason, you know, I, I really, really cry out to you today to get it right. Come on back. Let this in your heart. Look, you're not alone. I've done it. I fell away. I've got discouraged. I got tired. I got just all backwards. But I got to the point where I knew that I needed to repent and come back. And I encourage you today, if you're listening and that's you, to just really ask Christ to come back into your heart. Because, see, he's in the restoration business. And, you know, I've watched a lot of these shows, uh, GTB uh, Sis, where they they take the old house and they restore it and they make it brand new. And, you know, it it doesn't even look like the same old house. Well, family, that was me one time, and that could be you too. Amen. I just felt led um, in the spirit to share that, you know, but I do want to get my sister's take on how the power is transformational, getting a little tongue-tied here, transformational to allow you to continually have that or to show and demonstrate you need that need for a Savior. Amen? Amen. You know, brother, again, it's so very important that if you are in the faith, you surround yourself with people of like faith. Amen? And, and, and if I can explain that, if I am surrounded by other people of God and all they do is rail, complain, and backbite, then mm-hmm. I cannot thrive in that environment. If right. my heart is really to know God, it's very, very difficult, especially for young young people in the Lord, people who mm-hmm. are young in the Lord, people who are mm-hmm. young in the Lord. It's very difficult for them to, to uh, grow, you know, right. To, right. to be nurtured because, you know, we, we, we learn by, uh, by example. You understand? Uh, uh, a lot of what we learn is by example. So 
I encourage you, if you are young in the faith or if you're old in the faith and, and you're, you know, you've surrounded yourself with these type of people, in Second Corinthians, God tells us to come out from their midst. Amen. It doesn't matter who it is. Amen. Because your faith walk with the Lord is the most important thing in the world. God says that if you love them more than you love him, you're not worthy to be his, his disciple. Right. So we cannot serve two masters, people of God. And this is where we are. Can you not see the hour? We're in a serious place. The entire world in a minute will be looking for a savior. Amen. Because the answer is not found in science. It is not found in politics. People are going to be searching for some real answers. Amen. Something that can bring them peace in their mind. Something that can bring healing to their bodies and healing to their families. And 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 you know the you know especially if their God God has been financed. I mean right. everything has been affected and afflicted. Everything that we put our hope in and our trust in, you know, and it's just the grace and the mercy of God that the people of God have been spared a lot of the things that, you know, the world is is having to deal with. Amen? Amen. And we can see the hand of God moving. We can see him moving. But if we're not disciplined enough, we will, it will be so easy for us to be swayed. In the mm. wrong direction. Right, right, right. I, I, I mean, can you see that, brother? Even yeah. in the things that have happened just this past week or this week that are still transpiring, if we're not disciplined in the Lord, we could find ourselves on the wrong side of this. Right, right. Amen. Good point. Amen. And I just want to say this in um in in, in Matthew uh, chapter four. Uh, where mm-hmm. Jesus is talking about the beatitude, uh, mm-hmm. if I may, I just want to, that really tells us where we should be. And Amen. what we, I, I'm sorry, it's in, uh, did I say, it's, it's Matthew 5, I think I said 4. It's Matthew chapter chapter 5. And if I could just read them, brother, sure. this is where we should be. This is what we should have on our mind. This is what we should be focusing on, especially now doing this particular hour, people of God. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what Jesus taught. It says, one day Jesus saw a vast crowd of people gathering to hear him. So he went up to the slope of a hill and sat down with his followers and disciples spread over the hillside. Jesus began to teach them. And this is what he said. And this is a passion interpretation. It says, what happiness comes to you when you feel your spiritual spiritual poverty? What he's mm-hmm. saying here, when you're poor in spirit, when you're full of humility, when you're humble, when you come saying, I don't know, Father, teach me. But mm-hmm. what we're finding is the attitude of, I know, I already know that scripture. I preached that scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I read my Bible. But, but but what God is saying, but are you reading it from a humble position? Mm. Are you reading it full of pride? Mm. Amen? 
But he says here that when you see your spiritual poverty, yours is the realm of heaven's kingdom. Yours is the kingdom of God. So God is telling us these are, if you keep these attitudes before you, then yours is the kingdom of heaven. And the very first attitude you must have is humility, brother. Mm-hmm. Where you don't know unless God, you purpose not to know unless the Spirit of the Lord says so. Amen. And that's where we're going back to when we allow sin to be in our heart and in our mindset. When we're not allowing our minds to be renewed, then sin can 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 uh, multiply there. And like you said, if you don't have to manifest it, you can just have it in your mind. If it's in your mind, it's in your heart eventually. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. And so God is saying, but if you, these are some safeguards. If we could just learn to follow them. Poor in spirit. You know, I don't get up saying, well, you know, God, I know what you're going to do in the service today. I already know what to preach today. I already know what to teach today. I, how would I know? How, how in the world could I know? Even when we come on this program, brother, we don't have a script. Right. We purpose to be led by the Spirit of the Lord. It doesn't mm-hmm. bother us if the numbers are not 10,000 or, or 100 or 50, because when we get off this line, we feel like we did what we did as unto the Lord. Amen. And we trust that the Lord will bring the increase. Amen. We Hallelujah. don't, on this radio I don't detect any type of uh, uh, people competing with one another. That is so refreshing. You don't see that religious mindset of I know more than that person. I know more than this person or my program is better than that program. We're all here as servants of God, and our purpose is to be pleasing to God in what we're doing. Amen? Yeah. And that's that's a that's a spirit of humility there. We all realize that we are on we're in the same army, we're here with the same commission, and that's to spread the word of God. Amen. That's mm. to enhance the kingdom of God. Amen. We're not Amen. here to just uh impress anybody. We're not here just to impress anybody. Right, right. So it goes on to say what delight comes to you when you wait upon the Lord? Mm. For you will find what you long for. Mm. That's one mm. of the attitudes of a citizen of heaven. They, first of all, are what? Humble. Right. Number two, they learn to wait upon the Lord. It's not, mm. well, they, won't, they don't see my vision, they, so I'm going to go on. You know, maybe God is trying to show you something when people don't get a hold of your vision. Because mm. if God gives you the vision, he will provide the provision. Amen. So if God has not provided the provision, maybe you're in pride or in your own self. If God didn't give you the vision at all. But it says, learn to wait upon the Lord. And you will find what you long for. You know why you'll find it, brother? Because in that humble state, God will lead you to it. God Mm. will lead you to the desires of your heart. Amen? Amen. The next one is, what blessing comes to you when gentleness lives in 
you. Wow. For you, for you will inherit the earth. Wow. Aren't these beautiful? Wow. It says yes. how enriched you are when you crave righteousness. Crave righteousness, for you will be surrounded with fruitfulness. Mm. And that's what we're saying today. We're willing to punish sin because we desire to live righteously. And God is saying that when you have that attitude, you'll be surrounded by fruitfulness. Amen. So when we if we really crave righteousness, brother, we will we will punish sin. Amen. We will Amen. be willing to punish sin because that's our mindset. I desire Amen. God desires righteousness. So Amen. I desire what God desires. So I will punish sin. Amen. It, it's sad. Some of us have a hold to it when it comes to everybody else's sin, but ours. We have no problem punishing everybody else's sin. Except ours. <laughs> but, but when humility is working with us, brother, we want to deal with our sin. We want God to deal with our sin. Amen? Amen? Amen. It goes on what? to say how, how satisfied you are when you demonstrate tender mercy. So tender mercy will be demonstrated to you. These are the attitudes that we're supposed to have when that spirit of humility is operating within us. Amen, brother? Amen. And it says, what bliss you experience when your heart is pure, for then your eyes will be open to see more and more of God. That's what, that's what repentance, one of the things that repentance does. It causes us to be pure in our heart. And it says when, when, that, when that humility is working, brother, and you're willing to repent when sin is, when God shows you your sin, then it says that when it causes your heart to be pure and you'll see God more and more and more. The next one says how joyful you are when you make peace. How joyful you are when you make peace. Mm. And I, I don't think we ever saw it connected to two. When I'm a peacemaker, that God will give me joy. But it goes on to say, for, when, for then you will be recognized as a true child of God. Not when you're sitting there backbiting. Not when you're sitting there talking and putting each other down. But when you come and your desire is to make peace in the midst of the situation, amen, then you'll be recognized as a child of God. And, you know, let me, let me just reiterate here, brother, this is, this is directed to church folk. Come on. Amen. And so, it's, so that's why we repent. We acknowledge, yes, I am a backbiter. Yes, I am bitter. Yes, I am full of self-righteousness. That's where you repent because those sins are against God, brother. Yes, I Amen. am a liar. Yes, I Amen. am a cheater. Amen? Amen. I, am a, I am not a happy person on the inside because sin has me in bondage. I go to church every Sunday. 
I haven't you seen people that go to church every Sunday, and when you see them, you look at them and say, what good is church doing them? Because they're the most bitter, unhappy. I mean, it's like bitterness manifests on their face. Even mm. when they smile, it's not true. It's a smirk. Right, 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 right. Amen. Right. So you're mm-hmm. saying, what, uh, what, what, what is, what, how is church benefiting you if you're mm. not being transformed? That's why we need deliverance, brother. That's yep. why we need repentance. Yeah. Repentance leads, leads to deliverance. You can't Amen. have deliverance without repentance. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says yeah. how enriched you are when you bear the wounds of being persecuted for doing what is right. Oh my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. For that Amen. is when you experience listen, that is when you experience the realm of heaven's kingdom. Mm. How many of us don't mind being persecuted and wearing the wounds that come when you are persecuted for doing what's right, brother? In the church. We'd rather compromise. Amen. Amen. But he says that when you are willing to stand up for what's right and be persecuted because of it, that you experience the realm of heaven's kingdom. Wow. But if we don't if we don't humble ourselves and allow God to deal with our sin, brother, we can't stand up for what's right. Yeah. You know what? True. Because wrong is in us. Because that's what sin is. That's good. Amen. Compromise yeah, is in us because that's what sin is. Amen? And so Amen. what we do is we talk until we figure out a way to make it feel all right and sound all right, and that's compromise. Mm. Amen? Yeah. Wow. And wow. then it says how ecstatic you can be when people insult and persecute you and speak all kinds of cruel lies about you because of your love for me. So leap for joy, since your heavenly reward is great, for you are being rejected the same way the prophets were were before you. And it goes on to say, your lives are the salt among the people. But if you, like salt, become bland, then how can your saltiness be restored? Amen? Mm. Amen. So if we compromise, if we compromise, isn't that being bland? Right. That's good. Right. But God is saying we are supposed to be the light of the world. But when we're mm-hmm. compromising, there is no light there, brother, for the people to be drawn to. Wow. Amen. Amen. That's so good. those 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 are the things that come from humility. Mm. Hallelujah. You, you know, you, you touched on something, and, you know, I I guess I've been, lack of a better word, not being obedient um, when we were sitting here talking, you know, because when we got this word on repentance, you know, it was long before any of this, this happens. And I know on the radio station here they don't like to talk about 
a lot of the things, the world issues or whatever, you know, we, we try to stay Christ-centered. And I, and I am, but I, I got to say this, is what I've learned in this time, and you touched on a little bit, that repentance opens us up for our healing, you know. And, and with what's going on right now across this nation, we need healing. Yes. We are in desperate need of healing. And where I'm going with this is, as me being a black male growing up in America, I have to honestly say that I have a lot of things to repent from, from my white, for my white brothers and sisters out there. Because a lot of times what I've allowed to still be engrafted in me is distrust distrust and things like that which would look to continue to build a breach between us that true healing will not take place i've always you know you've gone into something and you've already formed an attitude or opinion about how the situation going to go based on who what color their skin is around you you know and i even find myself now um you know, when I go out and I'm traveling in the roads now, I see a police officer. You know, I'm looking to make sure everything is, is okay. You know, am I going to be the next? And, you know, that all comes formulated from distrust that was engrafted in me as a young child. Growing up in a household, parents that come from the deep south, parents that grew up in the Jim Crow era of, 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 of the history of this country, and they pass it on to me, just like on the other side of the fence. A lot of you get a lot of white families that 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 grew up in the same era that pass on the same thing to their kids, and they continue to pass them on. It's a perpetual thing. But family, we need to allow God to examine our hearts because my distrust, my opposition. The things that I think in my mind and my heart towards those that don't look like me, that may have different color skin from me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't give me an excuse because of I'm black and this is what they've done to us down through the years. That That's inexcusable. I have to stand up to the plate and say, you know, look, it's all about the kingdom of heaven at the end of the day. It's all about what Jesus done for everybody at the end of the day. And get some of this stuff out of my heart, some of these shortcomings that I see now that's working to continue to keep the breach between me and what my healing and my deliverance is. And that's why it's important. And, and I guess that I'm, gonna, I'm repenting openly here on air right now to say, Lord, I'm sorry. For holding on to this I'm sorry For allowing this to de- develop Bitterness In the area Based on people's skin color I'm sorry Lord Forgive me Because you know what We all need healing We all need to go forward You know love doesn't The only color love have is red And that's the blood of Christ That he shed for us Love is love Love is love, and we got to get that down in our hearts. Just because someone looks different than you does not mean that you cannot love them. Love is love. See, because if you want to operate in faith, 
you want to operate in, the, in, in holiness because you remember, family, the word said, the Lord said, be holy as thou art holy. And that means an even playing field. That means you got to clear out everything. It, it isn't a black or white thing. It's a Christ thing. And until we get that embedded in our hearts, we're not going to see or receive the healing that we need for these times. See, because every time you turn on the news, every time you look at your social media feed, every time that you see things like that, you see what you see is hurting people that are in the need of healing, that are in the need of healing. And it's going to start by repenting. Some of these things that we see that's going on, um, you know, the violence and stuff that we see, those are just hurting people that are in need of repentance because of the attitudes, the thoughts that were engrafted in them. And a lot of times it, it started as a child, a young child. It may have started as an isolated incident. But somewhere along the line, those thoughts have allowed to take hold and cause bitterness, which causes a breach. See, because, you know, we have to understand that our hearts, folks, that's where the issues of life come. The word says it. The issues of life flow from the heart. So what is our heart filling with? What are we? We need to clean house in our heart. We need to allow God to clean house in our heart that we can truly, truly, truly be examined at the altar. And this is one thing, too, sis, that I wanted to bring out in all of this family. I want you to listen and listen closely here. The Lord ministered to me this week about repentance. As I was talking about repentance or meditating, I'm sorry, as I was meditating on repentance, he ministered to me today is that we have to learn to go to the throne room for these things that we're talking about. You can't be at the manger or at the cross trying to find these things. You have to go to the throne room from where these things are. The word of God says, come boldly, come boldly. That means I'm coming with what I know I need help with. That means I'm coming with where I know I can't fix or I can't deal with it myself that I need help with it. And that's where we got to go. We got to learn to come boldly with these issues. As the Holy Spirit reveals them to us, as the Holy Spirit opens us up, as the Holy Spirit flushes these things out, do not disregard it. Take that thing boldly to the throne of grace. But that's where the power is. That is where the power is. So so many times we're still stuck at the cross or we're still stuck at the manger that we do not allow ourselves to get to that throne room where our help comes from, where the power comes from, where our deliverance comes from. The truth is sitting on the throne. And the truth is able to make, if not family, you're going to be stuck in bondage. And like my sister said earlier, that's what the enemy wants. He wants to keep you in bondage. You know, just try to visualize yourself here. 
Think of how fast or far you would run if your feet was chained up. If your hands were chained up. Wow. Think about how effective you could be in battle if your feet and hands are chained up. That's what the enemy wants. He wants you to stay in bondage to render you useless for the kingdom. And then he wants you to get comfortable in that bondage. He wants you to get to a place where you think this is natural. This is something that 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 you know is is supposed to be. It's not true. It's not true, family. It's not true. You do not have to take and live in bondage. And the first step of doing that is opening your heart. And that's what repentance do. Repentance is almost like like uh, you allow God to take a scalpel and cut your heart clean open to see what's in there. That he can start removing things. He can start delivering you from things. And then sewing it back up that he can deposit the things that you need to live a victorious life. To get out of that bondage. To get out of that place where the enemy wants you. Because 1 Peter 5 and 8 says he seeks about like a roaring lion. That means he is constantly praying. He is constantly hunting. And what is he hunting for? Issues that he knows about you that will keep you in bondage. That's how he devours you. By keeping you in bondage. Hey man, you got anything you want to add there, sis? I know I was, I was on my soapbox there for a minute. <laughs> you know, and brother, when we live that way, that's part of the world system. Right, right. The world system is what the enemy uses to keep the people of God in bondage, and and mm-hmm. what happens is that when we when we live when we straddle the fence, and man, when we come mm-hmm. over here and we're intimate with the Lord, but then we go back out in the world and we live the way the world does, then then that gives the enemy the advantage over us. Mm-hmm. And it's like a continuous cycle, as you said. It's just like he'll create a need and then he'll give you the pretended results mm-hmm. only to cause you to depend upon that thing even more. Then wow. he'll create another need and give you a, the pretended results only to keep you coming back for more. So mm-hmm. you never get out of debt, amen? You never get delivered. You never get healed. And you're constantly trying and trying and trying, but you're not seeing. It's almost like you're drowning in it. Right. That's right, how the world right. system wants to entrap the people of God. So that we'll never see that we need a savior, that we'll never see that something is wrong. We'll never see that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, so that we could not only live, but live life abundantly. Meaning that we're on the top and we're blessing and people are seeing the difference in us and them to the point that they're saying, what is it that you have? I need that. Mm-hmm. But the enemy mm-hmm. wants to keep us trapped in the world system. Mm. 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 Wow. And you, and you know that that man, you 
some good points there, you know, because since I was meditating on this thing, I think it was around Wednesday or this past this past Wednesday. And you know what really just shook me, you know, and I wrote some thoughts down here that when we are not repentant, we do exactly what Satan wants us to do in being self-righteous. Amen. That's where he wants us. He don't care about you going to church. He don't care about you praying. He don't care about anything you do as long as you're self-righteous with it. See, because he knows that a self-righteous person will never mature. It's impossible to get maturity if you're self-righteous. See, God created us with this free will. But see, the thing what I'm talking about, family, is self-righteousness has done things out of duty. Humility has done things is, 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 is by choice. So if you have to choose to do this, just not duty. I mean, just because you, you want to be a, a, a believer, you, you want to be this, you know, if you start doing it out of duty, it'll deepen your self-righteousness, and you'll never be able to grow, and you'll never be able to get a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, one that's going to be healthy, one that's going to be whole. See, it wouldn't do me no good for me to come home on Sunday, tell my wife and family, look, I love you. You mean the world to me. Don't know what I would do without you and leave Monday morning and not come back till next Sunday. I'm so caught up in myself. I'm so caught up in what I need. I'm so caught up in my self-righteousness. I'll say the thing. It'll look the part. It might feel the part a little bit, but it's not. That's because the relationship is based on where I want it, not where... The Lord wants it, or my family in the the analogy. See, and and that's the thing that we have to be careful, that we're not doing these things out of duty, but it is really from our heart. And I think my sister brought that out earlier, that it is from our heart, because you know what? And here's the point that she's made all along through this lesson. This is the point that she made. Um, she makes all along during this whole uh, ministering on repentance, you will never develop godly sorrow out of duty. Never. It won't happen. You will never have the Holy Spirit examine your heart to, to lead and guide you if you're doing it out of duty. Because that means your self-righteousness and self-righteousness Root is pride. It is pride. And God will not do anything, will not work with you, will not do anything if you are prideful. He can't. Then that means he's a liar. He's going against his word. And we know God is not a man that he shall lie. See, and the thing about it, family, and I do want to touch on that, is that there's our things, there are things that we knowingly do and have, but I'm talking about the 
unknowingly things, unknowing things that we have buried in our hearts. Things that, that, that we have down there that is keeping us from maturity. And I want to read this scripture here. I'm going to go to 1 John in the first chapter, 9 and 10. 1 John, first chapter, 9 and 10. Now, this really, really moved us. And I'm going to read it out of the King James, sis. And if you got your... Um, Passion Translation open I would love to hear it out of that But this is 1 John 1, 9 and 10 Out of the King James If we confess our sins He is faithful and just To forgive us our sins And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness If we say that we have not sinned We make him a liar And his word is not in us See and and that's what I, I, I I'm trying to get at family is we constantly have to to learn to get back on the altar that we can allow God to examine us for some of those things that we really may not even know. Some of those things that may have crept in years ago through bad relationships, bad experiences. And now we hold other people accountable for that. We hold other people in the same position of whoever it was that hurt us, bought us that pain. And the enemy has been using that thing for years and years and years and years and years to the point where you develop this place of, you're in this place of self-righteousness and you probably don't even know it. But go ahead, sis, if you got it. I have it here. Um I'd like to, I mean, this is so beautiful, if I may, I'd like to read a few more scriptures. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. It says, um, God is light. This is the life-giving message we heard him share, and it's still ringing in our ears. We now repeat his words to you. God is pure light. You will never find even a trace of darkness in him. Mm. If we claim that we share life with him, but keep walking in the realm of darkness, we're fooling ourselves and not living the truth. But if we keep living in the pure light that surrounds him, we share unbroken fellowship with one Mm. another. Mm. Unbroken fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, continually cleanses us from all sin. Brother, it's a continuous process. You just can't repent one time and say it's a done deal. The word says that the blood of Christ continuously cleanses us of all sin. It says if we boast that we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves. And our strangers We're strangers to the truth. But if we freely admit our sins, when his light uncovers them, so God, so we're, we're seeing here, brother, that the spirit of the Lord is constantly trying to show us the places in our heart where we've sinned and we need to repent. Amen? Amen. Amen. It says he uncovers them. If we're in fellowship with him, 
he will uncover our sin. Mm. And when he unco- if we're in fellowship and he uncovers our sin, the only thing left for us to do is what, brother? Repent. Amen? Yeah, it, says, uh, it says he will be faithful to forgive us every time. God is just to forgive us our sins because of Christ. Mm. And he will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Powerful word, isn't it, brother? I mean, that that, that pretty much just breaks it down. If we walk religiously, legalistically, thinking that we have no sin, it says we are, we're only fooling ourselves. He didn't even say, Mm. use the word deceiving yourself. He said, you're fooling yourself. Mm. And the truth, and we're not living the truth. We're not even living the truth. But if we live in that unbroken fellowship with one another and 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 and, and, uh, the blood then the blood of Jesus Christ will continuously cleanse us from sin. Mm. And then he said, But if you boast you have no sin, again, you're fooling ourselves. Not only are we fooling ourselves, but the truth is not even in us. Mm-hmm. Not even in us, brother. So when wow. we compromise and compromise and compromise, then the then the truth is not there. And you know, I've seen people that when when God is exposing their sins because mm-hmm. they don't understand that that's the love of God coming to them, brother, and they mm-hmm. don't they don't have a hold of what repentance does the power of repentance to restore them to to God, and and, and then they get offended. Right. They get offended, and they justify it, and they try to turn the tables on you and say things like, well, who do you think you are? You're not all right. You're so self-righteous. You think you know everything. And, And when we do that, brother, we miss, we miss the move of God. Because you know, if we're lovers of truth, it doesn't matter who say, who tells us about our sin. Amen. Amen. Because we want to punish sin. We don't want sin to be part of our relationship with the Lord. Amen. So Amen. it doesn't matter. My kids have given me truth. My grandkids have given me truth. But because I am a child of God and I love God and I don't want to be separated from him. You know what? I humble myself and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I did not Mm -hmm. see that. I did not mean that. Did I really do that? Oh my God, help me Jesus. And sometimes, you know, know, because we're still in the flesh, brother, when the truth is coming, you feel the heat. You feel all of that stuff stirring on the inside. And you know what you say? Help me Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Because sometimes all of that stirring inside of you is the spirit of God letting you know that junk is there. Amen. Along Amen. with some along with some pride and along with some self righteousness. Amen. And some Amen. stubbornness of heart. So all of that stuff, which is sin, is stirring inside of you. But when you yield to the Spirit of the Lord, just like we talked about in the attitudes of heaven, the Beatitudes. And say, mm-hmm. Lord, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. 
This is stirring me. I am about to explode, Lord God. Help me. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? Help me to get a hold to my heart, Lord. Help me to take hold to my will. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come in and it will calm you and you will be able to see where what you said or what you did was sin. And again, Mm. remembering, brother, that even though someone else is exposing your sin, your sin was against God because you're a child of God. Amen? Amen. I want to I want to get this point in before we run out of time because um, what I'm going to ask you to do is if you don't mind sis go to Second Corinthians chapter ten and read uh, three through six because I'm really excited and and kind of uh, curious as to what the Passion um, translation says about this because see what what you summed it up. And, and, I, and I love the way the Holy Spirit is bringing this together. See, repentance is actually can be a weapon that we're not utilizing to the full potential to help us get through some of the things that we're getting through, we can't get through now. We have to utilize it as a weapon, family. We have to know that this is one of the weapons that you have in your arsenal. See, because in First Peter 5 and 8, we know there's an adversary out there after us. We know there's an adversary against the people of God in the kingdom of heaven. And his main tactic is thought. See, he just can't come and just snag you and just take your life. He can't do that. He wants to let you die a slow death by flooding your head, your mind, with thoughts. Now, depending on what condition you're in, these thoughts that they take root they will slowly eat away and roll at you like a cancer. You will slowly, slowly, slowly spiritually die. You'll slowly, slowly move away from the Lord. I don't care who you are. You know, people say, well, you know, there's an old adage out there, I accepted Christ, I, I, you know, I can't die a spiritual death. Well, you know what, actually people in Matthew, when uh, Jesus said when they came up to me and, and um, I said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. Now, we were talking about people that had delivered or um, exercised demons. We were talking about people that healed the sick, healed the blind. And Jesus still said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. So if you don't mind read that, I want to touch on this a little bit before we get out of here. That's going to be Second Corinthians, family. If you got your Bibles, your tablets, smartphones, or whatever you got, it's the 10th chapter. Uh, starting at the third verse through the sixth verse. You can go ahead, sis, whenever you get ready. Okay. Um, verse three. It says, For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Mm. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power and effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. 
Uh, at verse 6, I'll read. It says, since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. <laughs> read that last part again, the, last, the very last one. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. As soon as you choose complete obedience. Mm. See, family, you, you have more out there that's available to you than you really know. You can start destroying some of the works of the enemy in your life today, right now, at this very moment. And how you do that, you start by just saying a short prayer. Lord, show me my heart. Show me if there's anything that I've done against you that I need to repent for. Show me the thing that would look to breach my relationship with you. Show me, Lord, that anything that I need to have removed from my life, let you do it in this time as I give it back all to you. And you start believing that. He'll start showing you things. He'll start cutting things out of your life. The Holy Spirit will guide you in the things and it may be a place where you may have to go through some of the most difficult times and telling people that you're sorry, that you're telling people that ask for forgiveness. I'm talking about people that you probably don't have anything for. People that that that, that you know don't want to see you coming and you don't want to see them coming. But you know what? The time is out now, family. I don't know if you can hear the warning bells ringing in the spirit, but time is out. It's time for us to start getting it right. It's time for us to start putting our own little attitudes, our own little uncomfortabilities wayside that we can really get this stuff down in us, that we can make sure that we are being used against the kingdom of hell for the kingdom of heaven. And that we can move on. Amen. Is there anything you'd like to add, sis? I know I've been running my mouth a lot today, but you know, this thing has really, really touched me. This really has really, this lesson has been monumental for me in the faith. And and I just pray that the family can glean on this and hold on to this because these are some things that's going to bring victory to some people's lives if they really, really just get this down. So I'm going to pass the mic to you and, and, and see what you got here before we get out of here. You know, brother, I just want to impress upon the hearts of the listeners that you look at the sign of the times and you look at the things that are naturally manifesting upon the face of the earth right now. And I want you to know that God is not just standing by with his hands tied. God has a plan. Even in the midst of all of the things that we see going on, God is not dismayed. God is not afraid. God is not has not turned his back 
on his bride. He he couldn't. He wouldn't. So therefore, I'm telling you, God has a strategy. God has a strategy, people. So look look towards heaven because that is where our help will come from. The word says that our help comes from the Lord. And while we do continue to undergird and pray for the ones that are suffering right now, no matter how what you know how they're suffering, whether it be it be the the loss of loved ones or their finances have been taken away momentarily or or whatever is going on, their health, the stress of, 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 of that, that people are feeling because of the continuation of things, I'm telling you, look towards heaven. Because God has He knows your name. He knows each and every one of our names. He is aware of what's going on. And you know what he said to those that love him and are called according to his will and purpose? That he will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. And even in the midst of this, God is the champion. God will come in like a mighty wind, and Amen. this thing can uh, uh, turn and go in his direction. It can turn for the kingdom of God. Can you not see how the people are coming together in unity in the streets? Yes, yes. You know, a month ago, we wouldn't have believed what we're seeing. Do you not feel that this is the hand of the of God bringing people together, no matter what color, what race, what denomination, what faith. God, it is the spirit of God bringing the people together. Now, the situation that happened, the enemy created, but God is the one that has waved his hand and brought unity to people of all colors because this is unheard of. This is unprecedented that people will come together, policemen, people, you're seeing it. This is the move of God. God has not forgotten or forsaken the the love, the the people that he created for love. So I just want to encourage you here tonight. And even if the fear is gripped in your heart, ask God to have mercy, repent for the fear, ask God to increase your faith, ask him to to help you to see what he sees during this time. And that's, that's, I just want to encourage the people to do that, brother. Amen. 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 Well, family, we always enjoy this time with you. We're just about out of time. But before we go today, I'm going to have to bring Pastor Newton, a.k.a. the Psalmist Voice, that he can give you all the plugs and everywhere you can go to to listen to Brother Don Presents and the whole TPV ministry lineup, um, as well as some other information that's going to, I'm sure you're going to love. So at this time, Pastor Newton, if you're out there, sir, you have the floor. Praise God. Pastor Dean, Brother Don, doing it again. I'm telling you, this this series between repentance and understand the power of the Holy Ghost is speaking volumes, not only for the ministry, uh, not only for us individually, but someone hearing it and the words being said. One soul at a time is our motto. But we want to praise God for you, you and me that's listening to Brother God presents to Pastor Gene Homer. 
And we have a lot of exciting shows coming up. So don't move a muscle. Tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, we have the Summit Voice Reloaded with the familiar Brother Don, Pastor Gene. And we have a new family member, new brother in the faith, Pastor Byron Tegold. He will be in the building with the familiar as well. He also has a new show coming up, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago here on the Comic Book Radio Network. They're debuting in July. And also, we have Cell Life at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Comic Book Radio Network. Yes, it's so that you will not hear conventionally in a lot of Christian radio, but that's what sets us apart, family, because all of us have a story to tell. All of us are, all of us have redemption through the power of the Holy Ghost and our Father, and all of us are allowed to speak what God has done in our lives and to educate others to see the other side of things. Because a lot of us don't have all the sides down packed, and we go by what we were taught in church or what we saw on TV, but God is raising up people that's going to take the very foundation and get people set free. For real. Just saying. And then, of course, we got the grub with the ladies, Pastor Jean, uh, Arthur Deanne LeBrain, and niece at 12 noon on Monday. And, of course, we have Dorothy Patterson, the rally coach, at 6 p.m. on Monday. So keep it locked, www.tpvradio.com. You can also keep it locked here at blocktalkradio.com forward slash TPV radio, or you can download live 365. Search the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Just click the, the X button on the upper left-hand side. You will see a subscription pop up on your screen. You can bypass it, then type in the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Hit the heart button and take us everywhere with you, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, that's all my plugs for today, Brother Donna Pastor Gene. So back to you. Well, God bless you, family. It's always a pleasure to be ministering before you. I thank God for each and every one of you, and I love you from the bottom of my heart. And we just really hope with not only this series, but with this show, this program, that it's being a blessing to you, that you can glean some of the things that God has for his people in this hour and day, you know, and that's where we always want to be is where we can bring the things of God for this hour and this day, you know, this, you know, the new things, the new things. So thank you for tuning in family. Remember Saturday, 4 PM central standard time, brother Don presents with pastor Gene Homer. And we just excited for what God is doing in your life. And we continually to pray that you continue to grow and that you will continue to seek a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May God keep you and bless you till we come back again. That's Saturday, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. God bless you, family. We love you. I'm gone. Across the deep blue sea Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy
nobody greater, nobody greater than you. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. TPV Radio, Central Texas. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.